Thrush, we are like fresh. We are fresh, 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 fresh off the draft. Like, I mean, it's like better than like taking a shower and having like brand new deodorant off the shelf. I and mean, this is like new team, feels good. So, so let's start from scratch. One, you're tuned in to the Giants Rush. That's the number one place to be on Mondays. Two, um, we're going to get your opinions. I know you guys are going to be jumping in the room. Uh, we started a minute late, so that was my bad. Um, I got Chris. I got Alex. We're going to chop it up a little bit because we've got like a whole bunch of new uh, new guys to talk about. Of course, Wednesdays, we got Rush Hour. We're moving Rush Hour, folks, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. Let's bring in... Let's bring in biceps himself. Let's bring in nails. What's up, Chris? Hey, Craig. <laughs> hey, Craig. Hey, everybody. I, it's like I catch you off guard with the biceps. I hate it. I hate uh, it. <laughs> uh, joke every single week. I know. You do. You do. I know. Uh, but you love it. Come on. Listen, uh, listen. It's funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. All right. My man over here works out like eight days a week, meaning that's like seven and then like <laughs> throws in an extra day somewhere. Yeah. Guys jacked. Um yeah. Let's bring in Alex because one, as I was saying, Chris, a second ago, like feels good. It's like fresh. Like it's a yep. new season. It's like uh, the draft symbolizes like, like opening day in baseball, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're like kicking it yeah. off. We're going to chew up like all the, uh, all the, um, not only the, the guys we drafted, but we'll, we'll talk a little UDFA. We'll talk about some rosters and let's bring in like, like the new, speaking of fresh, let's bring in a fresh face. Bang. What's up, Alex? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Hey, Alex. Yeah, dude. Like, so this is the big dog show, right? This is yeah. Giants Rush. So you did a little spot, I think, with with Rush Hour, and and now since we we know you a little bit better, we had to bring you on to help us chew up the post draft show. Yeah, man. And I was, uh, I, as you were saying a little bit before, like I, I get so sick of like mock draft season after a while. Like I'm so happy that we're talking about guys that we have now and not guys that like maybe we're going to have in a week or two weeks. Like it's cool to be like, all right, well, this is who we got. How's that going to go? Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I will tell Chris will tell you, um, we don't even do mock drafts. Like, like I'm almost at the point where, and, 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 and forgive me to everybody out there. I see you guys piling in the rooms and you're all be like, oh, we love mock drafts. I'm like, hey, it's cool. You're allowed to like mock drafts. Right. I don't see any value in them. I see zero value in them. Craig like, mocks mock drafts. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and mock the mock drafts. I don't see, I just don't see any value. Like what really is a mock draft? Why don't I just take a hat and put number uh, people in it and just pull them out. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, who cares if I can pick out, you know, the best players from Georgia one round and the best players from, from Florida and Texas? It just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter, right? Like, here we are, post-draft. We got real bodies in the building. Um, I'm actually going to play this for you, gentlemen, um, because it's fun. So check this out. This is what came out on friday i uploaded it for you guys uh i hope you guys enjoy this sup giants fans let's do it yante Banks here can't wait to get started go big blue let's do it man. let's do it what's up giants fans excited to join the family ready to get to work let's go hey what's up y'all it's Jalen hyatt um just want to thank god I want to thank the giants organization for 
for bringing me in. Uh, like I said, can't wait. Can't wait to get to work. Can't wait to do what I have to do. And let's get it, man. Let's do it. New York Giants fans, how y'all doing? This is Eric Gray, newest addition to the New York Giants team. And I just want to say I'm blessed and thankful for the New York Giants organization for picking me. And I want to say I can't wait to get to New York very soon. And go Big Blue. How you doing, Giants Nation? It's your boy Trey Hawkins III here. Um, I just want to say I'm thankful and I'm blessed to be a part of this organization. Let's get to work. Go Big Blue. Giants Nation, man, it's Jordan Raleigh, man. I'm really excited to get to New York and get straight to work. Um, so thankful for this opportunity. Um, go Big Blue. Hey, Giants fan, I'm excited to be one of y'all's 2023 NFL draft picks. I can't wait to get down to New York and get to work. Go Big Blue. Come on, don't that get you jacked up? Nice. Like new yeah. faces in the room and they're like, and they're just, they just want to get to, you know, playing some ball. Um, all right. Let's start. Should we start at the top or should we start at the bottom? Where do you want? I'm going to let Alex, since you're new, we're going to, we're going to talk about all these guys. Where do you want to start Alex? The top or the bottom? Uh, I think we start at the top. Let's go to the top. All right. Let's start. Let's start with the big boy. Um, so we got DeAndre Banks from Maryland. All right. So what's cool. I'm going to ask you both what you like about him. Maybe there's something you don't like about him or what's your overall opinion. My opinion overall doesn't matter, but because it's my show, I'm allowed to actually give an opinion. And what I like about him is that he's physical as hell, right? He seems a little goofy. He's got a pretty cool sense of humor. Like he seems like an exciting, fun cat. Right. But any tape you watch or games that you've watched, big, especially the Big Ten games, um, and I'm a Mission State guy, so I've seen plenty of banks whooping up on my boys. He's very physical, right? He's right in the hip pocket of receivers. He's great on bump and run, right? Um, I think he's going to be a really good physical addition to this team. He actually reminds me. I always said he reminds me of Terrell Thomas, um, but he actually has a little of Dory Jackson in him too, you know, like because he's, he's very nimble. For uh, for a for a, a muscular dude, uh, Chris, start with you. Yeah, bring it to me. What what was your opinion? A as the draft went on, we were all on air together, streaming mm-hmm. live. You know, it was like we were kind of excited. We were like, "Wow, we might actually get this guy." So, where are you now that it's sunk in three days later that we've probably got the third best, you know, corner, you know, in college football? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy w- with him coming to the Giants. I mean, he fits Winks you know, system, I think perfectly. I mean, he's in your face, physical, not afraid of contact. He, uh, he's just, uh, you know, he, the one, the one thing maybe you have to watch is his, he hadn't had a lot of interceptions, but he hasn't a lot of had a lot of opportunities either. I think his, he only gave up like 43 yards was max last year or, um, you know, at Maryland. So he maybe hasn't had a lot of opportunities to get interceptions, but I think the physicality, he loves press man. He loves to go one-on-one. He's played more of that than probably zone. Um, so I, I think he fits right into the system, and he's going to be uh, a, a, a big piece to this defense and fits it perfectly what Wink wants to do. You know, we didn't need a zone guy. We need a man We need a man guy, and this is the guy. I got I to gotta tell you, like, yeah, like, didn't really think Banks would be be there, but then like once you got him, you just started thinking like, wow, he's a first, you know, he's a, not only is he a first day starter, Alex, but um, I think he puts a little swag in the defense. No, 
No, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, he's walking in at CB2, probably heading in opposite of Dory, and then eventually he's going to be our quarterback, cornerback one of the future. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like like a lot, everything that comes in. He is a, a true press corner, so Wink's going to love that. The only issue I had with him was that he did, out of the top four corners in, like, Kuiper's rankings, he had the most penalties out of all of them. He does. Like, I think we're going to have a lot of – like, there may be some growing pains where we're – like we're, we're seeing some, some holding calls or some illegal contact or, or some PIs, but I mean, that, if he's a truly good corner, like they thought they had, then they, they can work with him. Then he's going to be able to overcome that. That was my only real issue with him. Cause he's, yeah. he's got and, just and about Alex, everything point, else. Yeah. And Alex, to your point, Porter was still on the board and he's got some similar issues too, probably even more so right with, with the grabbing. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. we probably got the lesser of the two, you know, Absolutely. Of, uh, you know, the, the grabbing. I, I mean, like I, I think Deontay's got a lot of, um, opportunity to grow too because he's a younger dude right like he's not on the older side some of these cats you know that that come in they're uh already 23 right i mean he's definitely on the younger side so to your point alex is like there'll be some growing pains because he's just a younger guy uh but right that stuff that you know they'll be able that you know once he figures out you know what kind of technique he wants to apply uh i think you know um well, one, Wink's going to love him. As you said, Chris, Wink's going to love fits right in. But again, like the defense is very young, right? We've got a lot of young players and we really don't have an identity, right? To this defense, right? We don't, we're not, we're not pass rush heavy. We're not linebacker you, right? Um, you know, and Deontay comes in with this, I don't know, like this swag that I think will, some of the younger guys will pick up on, which is cool. Cause right, right now the defense doesn't have that identity, right? So I think he brings, and he seems like a pretty fun-loving guy. You know what yeah. I mean? He's got a great attitude. It looks like he wants to have have some fun. So uh, I'm excited to have him, uh, especially when again you look at the Big Ten. They got a lot of guys that can play ball, right? I know it's not the SEC, but I'm okay with the, some of the Big Ten receivers that he has to face on a regular basis. So. Um, Anything you guys outside okay outside of the holding calls, anything maybe Maryland's not a great football team. Like I mean, they're they've never been a great football team. Does that bother either one of you that Maryland's not the most competitive team, you know, in the Big Ten? Does either does that bother either one of you guys? Chris? Uh, I, I think it actually can be a positive because he's not surrounded by all these great All-Americans. You know, for him to go in the first round just shows you what kind of an athlete he is to, to, to stick out and do what he, he, he did the last uh, three years because he doesn't have the supporting cast. So I think that's impressive. Okay, I like that. You know, that's a really good point. Kind of like he could have got – if he wasn't good enough, he kind of would have got buried and kind of fell into the background, right? But on a bad team – you know, he still said, "Hey, I'm I'm still balling, right, Alex? I'm still I'm still getting it done on on, yeah. a, on an average team." No, I absolutely agree 100% with what Chris just said there. He had to kind of show off more that, like, okay, I'm I'm not just somebody that's at a Maryland that's not winning a bunch of games, but like, look at me, I should be in the first round. And and I, I mean, I honestly just I trust Shane and, and the entire front office. Like it 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 does, like you were saying, we were making a splash last year. Like I feel like we just hadn't seen drafting that was good in so long so we're like wow what is this and like this year we're like okay it's stable but it's like after seeing what they kind of did with the roster they, they kind of overhauled a roster that they didn't really get to do with with more than just one draft last year with like bringing in hodgins and all those guys like 
just seeing what, what he's doing right there, like I just trust whatever his instincts are. I'm just gonna go with Shane. So Shane's like, this is our, our guy we need to bring in. He's he's nailing it. A plus pick, future well, Hall of Famer. You, you know what's funny too? That like sometimes you get a GM. It's on a totally like you know they, the 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 coach and the GM have to kind of grow together and figure out what they want. These cats already know each other, right? Like these mm-hmm. guys are like freaking frack. They're probably best friends for all we know, right? I mean, these guys seem it looked like, like it. They were hugging. It looked like it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I think that that goes a long way. Like, they literally are sharing a vision, okay? I'm, I'm using that um, as my friend, my West Coast friend, uh, Allison, had said all about the vision. And she's right. There is a vision. They know what they want. They're going to go get it. Um, and they're bringing in those players where – we want this. We want that. Yep. They have a vision, right? Yep. And as they go through their Giants tenure, even though we think we know what they want, we really don't. But as they go, we're starting to go along and figure out what their vision is, and then we could jump on board. We know in the 80s it was about defense, and then Jerry Reese went a little bit more of specialty guys, right? Like this feels, you know, this feels uh, like the head coach and the GM have a real kick-ass relationship. Um, which is awesome for us, right? Because we're going to win yeah. more games. We're going to be super competitive. All right. How about let's this, this one was kind of like almost was like um, the most boring pick of the draft, but probably the anchor of the draft, right? So second round, you bring in John Michael Schmidt, which is like a, basically a drinking song um, like from Minnesota, depending on what rankings you're looking at, He's either number one or the number two best center in college football, right? Unless, you you know, some of you guys like, uh, what was it, Tittman? Tittman, yeah. So mm-hmm. what's super cool about this guy is, like, he's all business, mm-hmm. right? Like, like he looks like he can go be on Wall Street, right? He's, he's just got clean shaven. He's ready to go. He's like, yes, sir, go shake your hand. Like, like this guy is coming to just be the next – Bart Oates or the next Sean O'Hara or whatever it may be. Um, and I, I just really excited about that because we really, Chris, you've been killing me, not in a good way. You've been killing me about, man, let's just draft the center. Don't convert yeah. anybody. Just right. draft me a center. So, uh, you know, throwing it back to you, Chris, like were, were you surprised um, that he was still there? And then once they got him, like, were you like, that was exactly where we needed the center in the second. I, I was absolutely surprised he was still there at fifty-seven in the se- in the second uh, in the second round that late. What I like about Schmitz, this guy is going to be our future captain. I'm telling you right now, he's you're going to have Jones as the captain. You're going to have Schmitz once Barkley moves on. If that happens, he's been, he was a captain in Minnesota. He has all the leadership qualities that you hear about when you t- when you're hearing about this guy in Minnesota. Um, he's nasty. He's obviously big. Um, but he's a uh, details, but you can just tell, and, and people that you've talked to that have been, um, you know, quoted coaches, he's a leader. He's a born leader. He's going to be a rookie, so he may not be a leader right off the bat, but in the, after this year, he's going to be looked upon as, as one of those uh, leaders on the offense. And and here's a, here's a name for you. Brian Williams, who was drafted number, uh, I want to say it was number eight. Eight in 1989 with the Giants. He was a center for the Giants for 10 years, also out of the University of Minnesota. Very similar. 6'4 at the time, 305. And here's Schmidt, Schmidt's uh, 6'3, 305 or 301. So 
uh, it's just ironic that uh, we get a center from Minnesota and Brian Williams was, you know, guys our age, Craig and I remember a hell of a center. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, four centers actually yeah. knew centers were on the team. They were yep. just like, yeah, that guy used to have the ball. Yeah. Like, you know, because yeah. nobody yeah. like as old as we are, Chris, like nobody, and I'm older than you, nobody even, they were like, I don't know who that guy is. The guy that bends over and snaps the ball of Phil Sims, that guy, like, you know, yeah. nobody, nobody really knew. Now it's like, you know, they're overanalyzed, you know, to, to the, tump, you know, the 10th degree. Yep. There's also Chris, to your point is uh, I was reading it. I, um, if you get a chance, go to giants.com. There's also an article on there, how he has a connection to Sean O'Hara. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, um, I, I, I could probably look it up on my phone cause I'm now I'm like, I'm, I'm unprepared, right? This, you know, again, I'm, I'm a little off, right? Cause we, we were on air for like nine hours last week streaming, but there is a connection with O'Hara. I'm sure you guys, you know, in the chat can look it up for me. It's on giants.com. I saw it there today. Um, but there is some type of, well, first of all, they both were 60. Okay. They both were the number 60, but that's really not the connection. There's some type of history between mm -hmm. these two that go way back. Um, so you guys can all have fun and look that up. Yeah, and actually, Darius just mentioned that he's been compared to Bart Oates, so that seems to be the comparison right now. That because well, I, and 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 I, Darius, you're right because that's the first thing I thought of is they look like the same. They, dude. Do, they got the same. Yeah, right, right. Facial. You know what yeah. I mean? They have that same round, like just I don't know what you want to call it. This very cherubic type of giant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like of a man. So yeah, I can see a little bit of that. How about you, Alex? Second round comes where you were you like, oh, just give me the receiver. Give me the receiver. And then they get a center and you're like, oh, or were you like, yes, finally a center. And that was a glaring hole we had on our team. So I thought like, like I had seen him in some of the mocks that like he was going to us in the first round. So him being to us in the second round was was a gift. And then like you, I do the thing that I feel like a lot of people do is you like, okay, let me go just watch film on this guy and you YouTube him. And you watch his highlights and it's just him blowing dudes up. And I was like, all right, like I'm all aboard this. Like, let's, let's hop on. Let's go. Uh, I mean, center of the future for sure. Um, I think he could end up being uh, absolutely like the best pick in the entire draft from like for us out of this draft. We're going to be like, oh, that was the one where we got JMS mm -hmm. and kind of turned things around. And now like, do we kind of have an offensive line? It's crazy how we were talking about not having one. And it's like, I think we're sort of piecing this together, guys. Yeah, no. that's a great point. I and Craig, real quick, and, and guys, it got nervous, uh, nerve wracking because you saw the Jets take Tippman, and then you were left where, okay, Schmitz, we got to get Schmitz. And then the Bears jump, and you think, oh man, Bears are taking the center. They need offensive line help, mm -hmm. but they didn't. They, they, he was still on the board. So, wow. I, I thought we were going to lose him at that point. Yeah. No, at least again, um, and, you know, Jay's in here killing us, right? It, it's fine, Jay. We love, we still love you. He's killing me in the, in the, in the comments. Um, now again, one still has to come into camp and win a position, right? He's going to have to beat out, um, uh, Bredesen. He's going to have to beat out Anderson and he's going to have to beat out Lemieux and what other scrub they bring in for, for camp. Hassenur. Yeah. will be, yeah. Yeah, it's right. So there's going to be plenty of bodies that he'll have to go against, but again, so, uh, you know, what's not, uh, go too far. He may be a whole year away from starting or he could be starting by, game eight who knows maybe bredesen winds up playing guard and 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 um jms becomes the starting center who knows right we just don't know but the good thing is is that they didn't blow it off and say well we've got a bunch of guys that can snap 
because that's what we've been doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's been that's been something I've had an issue with all the way back to Matthias Kiwanuka, who's a friend of the show. We interviewed him a couple months ago. Was we got this great defensive end? Let's make him an outside linebacker. Wait a minute, we got someone hurt. Let's move him back to defensive end. Wouldn't it be great if he could play outside linebacker? Like, yo, you draft a guy if he's a safety, he's a safety. You don't say nobody can play corner. No, like it doesn't work when you put a round peg in a square freaking hole. I can't stand it. Like, you know, like every time they somebody falls in love, Branch can play corner. No, we don't want him to play corner. We want him to play the position that he was drafted for, that he yeah. knows how to play. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. Right? And, and God bless this player. I love him. He, he, he played his heart out. John Halapio. This all started when John Halapio started putting him at center. And then this is just transitioned every year to a different person. Yeah. I'm just like, man. All right. So, and then, you know, these guys play hard, but it's just, you know, they can't cut it. Some of them. No, again, like centers are weird cats, right? They, yeah. they have to be the QB of the offensive line, right? You got to be the most cerebral dude on the offensive line. You got to be able to, I mean, listen, we you know what I loved about what I saw. And like Alex was saying, like, I didn't know much about him because no offense. I don't watch a lot of Minnesota football, but it happens to be in the 10. So I get to watch some of it. Right. Um, here's the thing. He gets to the second level very easily. Like mm-hmm. he comes in, he may, whether it's a chip, a stab, he makes his block and he's off to the linebacker. Now, he's in the good. pros, it's going to be much harder to do, right? Because you're going to have 350 pound nose tackles in your face. But I love the fact he's got good footwork and mm-hmm. he's got his head up looking downfield and he's mm-hmm. popping, driving, and he's off to the second layer to say if he can spring the running back past the linebacker. Like, I like the style. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when we had like like you just referenced to Chris, like like Pio and 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 uh Feliciano, like these guys were really just like, hey, I'm just here ho- trying to hold this guy up from sacking the quarterback. <laughs> okay. I'm not doing any more than I gotta do. This is it. I'm gonna stay right here. I'm gonna try to hold that dude up. This guy's like, all right, I'm popping that guy. And by the way, buddy, I'm coming for you too. And, so, and what a ba- what a great competition uh, between him, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, A. Sean Robinson in training camp. Because you know they're going to see a rookie, right? They're going to want to see how tough he is. So, wow, that's going to be some good battles uh, to yeah. get him force-fed and up to speed. It's going to yeah. definitely be a, a, a quick uh, – I would say a quick learning curve. But there's not going to be any delay. He's going to be thrown right in there. Alex, and just in general – I think he's gonna. I think he gets like he's gonna have that starting job by like like very early in the season if he doesn't win it in camp. But like the NFC East has maybe the best group of defensive lines ever. So like it, he's just gonna get yeah. thrown right into the fire, and it's like all right, let's see if he can sink or swim. So like yeah. he's gonna be like practicing on Sundays too, as as well as practicing against our awesome defensive line when he's going up against some practices too. So he's gonna really get to like develop quickly. I think we're gonna get to see this season. We are. Uh, we interviewed uh, Jack Anderson two weeks ago, um, and you know, a lot of people didn't know that you know he he has played center before. Like he he snapped for the Eagles, he snapped in college, but you know, um, and he, he was saying when he got to the Giants, and they would use him as the scout team center, and he was snapping against Dexter Lawrence every day, and he literally said, "What was it, Chris? What do you remember? What the first thing out of his mouth was?" No, go ahead. Remind me. What did he say? He said, I got so much better as a player. Yes. Because I had to go against Dexter Lawrence every day in practice. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? 
And um, an independent outsider made a great point. Uh, don't forget Nacho, the new guy from the Bucks. He's a wild man. He's crazy. Rochez, yeah. up against. So he's going to, it's going to be great. Yeah. Independent outsider. I see. You. Yeah. You, you're not behind my friend. Go hit the Giants Rush YouTube channel. You know, all our interviews are up there, but we did interview uh, Jack and he it was just, it was, you know, one it was actually a great interview, you know, for a guy that a lot of people don't know about. Jack's a pretty cool cat. Uh, grew up a cowboy fan, broke that all down for us, you know. Um, but a uh, real good dude, and we're wishing him the best. Like we, we definitely think. And he said, "Hey, I can play guard, I can play center, mm -hmm. I can play tackle. That's you know, but mostly left guard, center, right guard. You know, I play those three spots because you know he's going to be able to win a win a position, or excuse me, win a roster spot because he can play three spots. So yeah. anyway, yeah, check that out. Uh, uh, let's call you IO because independent outsider is a mouthful." Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's keep let's keep flying through these because you know we have a bunch of guys to cover. Bang, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, I'm not going to go too far on. I'm going to let you guys run this one. I'm just only going to tell you that it's definitely my favorite pick from a fan perspective. You know, Bolitnikov Award winner. What do you have? Six, seven touchdowns versus Alabama. Do a million, can, yeah. 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 Like I think he had 15 touchdowns and like seven of them were against Alabama. Like this dude mm -hmm. just balls. Like he flies. He is about speed. And it seems like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because they say he's not a great route runner. So he's all about proving people wrong. You know, one fell to uh third round, which Alex, I'm sure you're gonna touch on in a minute where he was projected. Um, but I'm really excited about him. Um, and we'll get into how many wide receivers that we have in the room, but Alex, what was your, now they, they, uh, they moved up, you know, right. uh, or I like guess depending on who you are, they moved down, right. They moved down technically. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you think when they, when they, when they traded for him? Uh, I mean, I thought that all the trades that we made, like we we had with with the Kadarius trade, with all the stuff that we had acquired those picks, like I thought that they did a good job of making sure we were still able to to get some guys. I know some people thought that maybe that was that was too much, but I mean, Hyatt was going to us in certain mock drafts in the first round, and like we got all three of the guys that were going to us in certain mock drafts in the first round. Hyatt is like like last year we had Darius Slayton that could take the top off of defense, and now we've got Campbell, we've got Hyatt. I mean, Wandale's coming back too. Like we we've we've added like three or four guys that can also do that. So to just have to be like, all right, well, all they gotta do is cover Slayton deep. Now defenses are really gonna have to like change the way that they approach us. And I feel like in certain games that like we, we lost last season, it was because we couldn't create separation, we couldn't get the top off of the defense, have those big plays that like Daniel Jones is is good at doing because he's got the arm to do that with. And when when Slayton and him can connect on that, that's awesome. And now having three or four guys that can do that on any given play. Can you remember, I didn't go in like just four receivers in a set like that. And we also got Waller. So that's going to open up things too. I just, I think that, that having somebody else that can take the top of a D like he can is, is awesome. Uh, I mean, I know he's had some, some issues getting off of press coverage at Tennessee, but I think they're going to, they can coach that out of him and him going in the third, as opposed to the first, I think adds a, it takes away a lot of pressure because he's not expected to be our guy. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like if we took a receiver number one, then it's like, all right, here you go. You're your wide receiver one walking in. And it's like he can we can still find another wide receiver number one eventually, but he can kind of ease into this offense. Uh, I got to throw this comment up here because you know how cold, how funny cold is when he says 
crazy ass shit. So I'm going to put Colt's comments up here. He says more slots than Vegas. <laughs> Wait, look, there are cold. There are a lot of slots, but you know what? Speed is speed, right? It's going to be, it's going to definitely make a difference. Um, you can't know, be too fast. Yeah. It can never be too fast. And you know, the room and we'll get into the room, but Paris Shepard Hodgins, Smith, Crowder, Sills, Slate, and Robinson, uh, Colin Johnson, Bryce, Ford, Wheaton, Pippleton, and Polk. I mean, there's there's some players here that are going to catch passes. We went to war, you know, with Richie James last year. I mean, and nothing against Richie James. He played his heart out. Like, I mean, you know, like he – and the last couple games of the season, he really came on strong and, like, you know, really worked his ass off to make a difference. Um, So – we're not even counting Waller, right? Like, well, you know, like yeah. you know, he's basically like, I don't know, Jim. Jim uh, what was a uh, the tight end for Seattle and New Orleans? Uh, Jimmy um, Graham. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Like you know, like Jimmy Graham. He like literally petitioned the league that he said, "I'm a wide receiver." You know, I want to get paid wide receiver money. Like Waller's the same type of cat. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really happy, Chris. Any thoughts on 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 Hyatt? You know, why do why do you think he slipped to the third? Would be my well, guess. I, I think you heard from the combine and some of these coaches uh, that came out that uh, he doesn't do anything but the nine route, uh, the go route, and the fade. That seems to be what 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 he does. So uh, I think that kind of soured a lot, uh, you know, going into the third. But I give Shane credit because when you saw Tank Dell come off the board to Baltimore, he jumped right on it, knowing that we may lose Hyatt in the third and goes and grabs him. But you know what? When you have when you have excellent route runners like Sterling Shepard, Isaiah Hodgins, even a Paris Campbell, Mike Grow, he can only get better by learning from these pros. Because think about it. If he's at Tennessee, he's your best receiver. You know, who is he learning from, right? Everybody's looking up to him. He's the guy. So now he's not the guy. He's going to learn how the NFL works. He can't run the fade every time. He can't run the, the go route every time. The NFL is going to take that away. He's going to have to learn, you know, to, to polish up those other routes. And he will. I, there's no doubt. Give him time. He's going to get better. Here's the thing. Let's not – like, uh, one is – there's a video, right? I watched it today because I was kind of curious on what you just said. I'm like, why is this cat got a reputation that he can't run, you know, why he can't he run slants and digs and curls and comebacks and stop and goes? Like, why can't he do that? He doesn't have to. <laughs> well, well, that's what that's where I was going. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the Tennessee offense doesn't really require him to do a whole lot of that. You know what I mean? Like, they just – it's not their game, whatever yeah. it is. I don't even, don't get me wrong. I'm sure I could look it up. Someone will put it in the chat in a second, wherever the offensive coordinator is at Tennessee. It's not the game plan. That's not mm -hmm. how they run the Tennessee offense. You know, hookers dropping dimes, you know, down the field for them. So like, yeah, let them burn. If, if hookers going to make the throws and we all know that that was a pretty good dynamic duo. Um, but there is a video right now, like today, there is a video out there, him running a bazillion routes, you know, uh, double double moves, uh, stick routes, uh, stop and goes, comebacks, drags, digs, all of them. There's a video right. on there. He's just showing he can do it. Like whether that video was recorded at his pro day or I don't know where it was recorded or when it was recorded, but I think I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised that yes, he has more ability 
than just the nine route to go. Yeah, and, and last thing, guys. I mean, we all give Sterling Shepard, you know, some crap about coming back this year. They should just let him go. But I'll tell you, Coach Shepard, <laughs> going to call him Coach Shepard, when he starts, you know, w- working out with with uh, with Hyatt uh, Wyatt in the um, – I'm high in in practice. I mean, you know, Shepard's that kind of guy, man. He's gonna help him. He's gonna he's gonna give him as much knowledge and help as he can to help a young kid like that. So I think Shepard being in that room with him is gonna it's gonna do wonders for him. And I think that was like also something he got from Odell. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like like Odell taught Shepard how to run great routes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was something that got passed down. Whether you like Odell or not, it's not it's not the issue here. It's just that. I think he realizes like, and, and Shepard does run great routes he does. and he is the best downfield blocker we actually have. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so if, if, if Hyatt could pick up how to run really smooth, um, st- put your foot in the ground type of routes and learn to block downfield, you know, wow. he's going to be a starter on his team as a, as a one, one, a, a two, you know, for the next eight years, you know what I mean? So, um, no, that's cool. I I love it. Um, let's keep rolling down the chart. He's my favorite, by the way. I was really excited about, uh, about high. This one is, is unique right here. Okay. Let's pop him up here. Bang round four, Eric gray, Oklahoma. Now he actually, I think it's five. Is it five? That's right. It was five. Wait, yeah. We didn't have a fourth. Traded our fourth for higher, right? Yep, because we moved. That's right. Look, I'm going to fix that so I don't look bad. And look what I can do. Just like magic, look what I can do. Boom. Wow, look at that. That's what I do. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, Gray, not the biggest cat on the planet, right? Super shifty. Definitely can slash. Definitely has put the foot in the ground, full speed and two steps type of guy can really move. Um, it's kind of like, all right. So I think Barkley's coming back. Is You know, is this an opportunity where if Barkley didn't come back, would he get an op- Like, where's his opportunity, basically? Uh, Chris, I'll start with you on this one. What What is his real opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, on the New York Giants? With or without Barkley, is it mean? Is it him and Breida battling it out? Is he going to get packaged up? It's going to be him. It's going to probably come down to him and Brightwell, because you see the shiftiness, the uh, the catching the ball out of the backfield. He hits the hole very fast. He doesn't have that other gear. He doesn't have the extra gear, but he hits the hole hard. Um, he did return a few punts and kicks. I don't think that's his thing. He has the four six speed. Um, he's actually, I think, um, you know, uh, muffed a few punts in his day. So I don't think we want him back to returning punts, but I think, uh, he's going to be the guy to challenge Brightwell for that third spot. Okay. Yes. I like that. I wasn't even thinking about that. That's why you get paid the big bucks, dude. Um, (laughs) wasn't even remotely thinking about Brightwell. In fact, Brightwell was probably the last thing I was thinking about. And now I'm like this, oh, Brightwell's toast. Like, yeah. right, Right. Aren't, like, isn't that just like you don't draft a guy, you don't draft a guy, and then like expect him not to not to take those carries away from him? Maybe he doesn't initially, but by the end of the season, like Brightwell's going to be fourth on the depth chart or cut or on practice squad yeah. or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah maybe practice. Yeah, squad. like I'm like I'm sitting here like thinking like I thought I was prepared, but evidently I'm not. I had him in the fourth round when it was the fifth round, and I didn't even remember Brightwell because he's non-existent. It's April, okay? <laughs> because he April. does because he does nothing. 
Like, I'm seriously like, man, I'm excited for Eric Gray. Er, Alex, like, uh, I don't know how much Oklahoma ball, but it's out your way. So I was wondering, like, how, how much, you know, do you get it? Do you ever watch them? Do you know? And if you don't, that's cool, too. But just wondering, like, you know, any 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 inside feeling on 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 Gray? Like, you know, what you're hearing? Because, I mean, you are uh, out the Oklahoma, Texas way. Um, Yeah, I, I don't really have any inside info on him. Um, I mean, I, I looked at the highlights like I think everybody else did after after we drafted him. And like you were saying, like he doesn't have that that second gear to, to hop into. But I, I mean, I don't know like, if we had if something were to happen to Saquon, God forbid, God forbid, like. I feel like I would rather have Gray almost start games than Burita because I feel like he would be a better option as a one than I think Burita's like he's a two. I don't know why like I feel like we we should start Gray at three no matter what. But like if something were to happen, I would not want Burita to be our number one. Oh, interesting. Like, like, did you feel? How did you feel when Barkley went down with Gallman as one? Were you okay with that? I thought like I thought Gallman was going to do a lot better than he did, and I feel like like there were there were times that he he showed like why he was not a number one running back in the NFL, and I feel like I, I don't know I feel like the Giants are going to like like what Buffalo did with Dable was they they had that running back by committee thing they didn't really commit too much to a running back he got in a really unique situation where you have a guy like Saquon there so like if they can work something out with that that's awesome but I also feel like they're having Let's have a couple guys ready to go just in case something happens. Saquon does have a history of injury. If we have to go RBC, then like now we've got some more guys there in the backfield instead of just just relying on Brightwell, Burita, and whoever else we would bring in. All right, I'm I'm no fashion expert. Now I know Alex, you've got some fashion tips that you've been giving out about <laughs> skirts and stuff like that. This is this is not about women's fashion. Right. Um, I should have downloaded the photo. See, again, I am un. You know what? The draft just took it out of me. It just took it out of me. A I, lot. I, I, it's three whole days. Yeah, and I feel like I'm unprepared. So there is a photo out there of Eric Gray wearing a Lawrence Taylor jersey backwards. Okay, so he's got you know the Taylor here. The, so is that like a thing, Alex? Like wearing the jersey backwards, or is that just like? I don't know. Is that him? Maybe that's him. I don't know. Like, is there anything I'm missing here with the where? Was it like backwards? early two thousands, late nineties? Like, I thought that was like rap fashion then. Like, they well, were crisscross. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, you'd have the sideways hat too. Like, yeah. you gotta have the backwards jersey, the sideways hat. That's that's what I thought. You probably wear the backpack on your on, on your chest. Also, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, te- technically. Though, just so you know, Alex, because you're a young dude, middle school kids still wear their backpacks on their front because they're wearing two backpacks. They wear their regular backpack, and then the one on the front is the athletic backpack, the one where you got your, whether if you're a baseball player or a lacrosse player, like, you know, so you wear the, the other backpack on the front when it's stuffed all with, with your athletic gear. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Just, just, just throwing that at you. So, yeah. All right, well, one would have we to figure out to carry why. around in one bag. Yeah, no, the books and the computer are in one are in one backpack, and then your 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 cleats, your glove, your stick, your you know whatever whatever you're balling with your basketball. You know these kids don't wear their you know they have basketball sneakers in them, the sneakers they wear to school. So they got they rock certain shoes that they they don't they put on on the court that they don't wear anywhere right. else. So you want to stuff them up, you don't want to yeah, mess we'll up stuff that. them up. All the right, because I'm freaking old, so what the hell do I know? Um, 
But I have kids that do it, so I see it all the time. All right. So, yeah, we're going to have to look up Criss Cross. Yes, Darius, I know you're 31, <laughs> and I'm like 40 years older than you. I get it. All right. So, I mean, look, I think I, all in all, Gray's going to be a nice player. Again, I hope he puts a little bit of weight on, but you're right. He doesn't have that breakaway speed. But listen, Tiki Barber came in as a small second round scat back, right? And then look what he did. Um, all right, this one's very interesting. Trey Hawkins, the third, okay, from Old Dominion. I am not overly happy with this only for one reason. I love that it's a DB. I love that he's a, and, uh, uh, Dable said, uh, or uh, Shane said today in a press conference that. He doesn't shy away from tackling. Good tackler. Mm-hmm. It's an old Dominion thing, dude. Like we 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 have Shane, you know, uh uh oh Shane Zimenez, I think is still on the roster. No, he's gone. He's gone. Oh yeah. Okay. We had to replace him. We had to we had to get another ODU person. There you go. There's your old Dominion filler. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> I'm not overly enthused by the ODU thing because in the history of the school, ready? They've had three players get drafted, and we drafted two of the three. So I'm, so I'm not overly. I'm but not Craig, over- it's round six. It's round six. I know. All right, he would have been I'm an not- undrafted guy and got paid by somebody else, and somebody else would have got him. So think of it that way. Yeah. We're able to grab him. All right, Chris, I'm going to give this to you. Tell me about Trey Hawkins, the third. I don't know too much other than he's uh, he's got some speed, right? He's like a four four speed, so he could be. Uh, you're going to see him maybe on specials depth chart as a DB. But what I love about him is he had 75 tackles. He actually wraps up and makes the tackle. And that's something that we see across the NFL. Guys, you know, they throw shoulders in, right? This guy actually (laughs) will wrap up and make the tackle. So 75 tackles at Old Dominion. So you know what? If he makes it at the back end of the roster for specials and is a depth piece, you know, at that sixth uh, spot at corner, hey, I'm all for it. You know, this isn't a guy that's going to start, but it's a guy that's going to you know, make his way to try to make the team a, a practice squad, right? He could be a practice squad candidate. So no problem with it. That was, that was pretty, uh, that's pretty good. Chris, you just totally sold me on him. Now I'm like, Oh yeah. All right. Boom. I love it. 75 tackles out of a corner. Yeah. Well, you don't see that. Right. So wow, it shows you that all Dominion's linebackers are terrible. They're all getting to the second. That too. That too. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I was, I was trying to keep it this silver lining. <laughs> no, but that's good for him. He had a lot of opportunity. Go ahead, Alex. You got an opinion on Mr. Trey Hawkins the third? Well, just yeah, I, I saw that they were just talking about his tackling, and like I'm not like the Giants have struggled to do that in the past recently. So like anybody that can make some tackles, that's going to be awesome on special teams. That's really going to come in handy. He's definitely like a project kind of guy. I I feel like he could be somebody that you also could transition to safety too if you need him for depth there as well just like he seems like a guy that could just kind of play any position in that defensive backfield and to make this year i don't i don't know how much he's going to get playing time wise depending on injuries and everything but i feel like in the in the future he, he could be a guy we see as just like a, a regular depth rotation kind of guy. i don't know if he's ever going to start but yeah i think he's always like like if you, if you can make tackles and uh you're, you're a physical defensive back like you're gonna play in the nfl eventually I'm, right? and i'm looking you're, at you're gonna keep now. yourself on a roster and I'm looking it up now. Is he's uh he's over six two. So yeah, he's a big dude. That's a big dude. Like either you know convert him to safety or like you said, like um just a lot of um athletic ability at six two playing corner corner and still be able to get upfield and make seventy something plus tackles is, is impressive. Um 
So I, I like it. Again, I'm not hot on the ODU thing. Um, that whole Virginia Beach thing is a little weird anyway. Um, but that's cool. It's a whole military and then got a lot of gangs and stuff there. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a, I, I don't like the ODU thing, but hey, I'm going to got to give the guy a chance. It's still, you know, imagine he turns out to be a stud and they move him to like, you know, like free safety or something. And he becomes a ball hawk. It'd be crazy. Yeah. Right. All right. Next one is uh, round seven. Uh, Mr. Owens uh, out of Houston. Like I did look at some tape on him and he looked like a baller. He really did. Like he just looks like he's a captain and he's got a good command of the defense. Alex, any thought on, on, you know, what you see out of Owens? Cause you know, we needed some safety help with love being gone. Right. Yeah. This is another just depth draft pick, I think as well. Like he's, he's consistent. He's not going to like knock your socks off or anything, but like, he's a guy that like, yeah, let's add another body there. Like that's what the giants have struggled with the last two, three years with just like, all right, well, we had one injury and now that just completely wrecked us at this position. Like we, we now are actually like, we got some guys that we can start and now we're kind of like, all right, well, here's another quality guy like he's he's not starter caliber i don't think but yeah like this is a special teams kind of guy this is a guy that's going to add that depth to our, our secondary so now we're not just running on three guys having to cover the entire backfield you know that's, that's a great point because we were looking at uh pinnock belton you know um injury xmc and um and what do you call it chris what was the other guy they brought in that's going to challenge for the starting spot why do i always forget his name bobby mccann the safety can mccann i don't know yeah. why i can't I, I keep forgetting that cat's name so it's good to add another body there at at, at safety and we, like we already said with hawkins you never know he might actually play a little safety remember julian love was a safety slash uh corner at notre dame mm-hmm. uh so you never know what happens there but you're right uh alex Chris, same thing. You don't see him ever as a kind of a starter material, but maybe it's packaged up. Yeah, I see him probably practice squad. I mean, I think we're to be loaded at safety. I I think he's a he's a he's a missile, right? He hits <laughs> hits pretty well. Yeah. I think the negative on him is that he, he doesn't tackle well. I don't think he 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 doesn't wrap up from what what I've read. Is that uh, he throws a lot of shoulder in? You know, um, he he's does track Roy well. I'm sorry. You make the big. He's very Roy Williamsy. Oh you make yeah, the big okay, hit, right. But he he might just whiff on it. Yeah, yeah. So I think he could be a practice squad candidate and let him let him you know grow and mature on uh, the practice squad. Get experience. All right. This one interests me a little bit because I loved how Shane described him. He's like, when you see this man in person, he's just a really big human, <laughs> you know. So like. We've got now Nacho and um, Ro- uh, uh, Deshaun Robinson, and of course the two horses of uh, Dexter and 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 Leo, um, Jordan Riley, right? Like like we've over the years we've had guys you know that were depth pieces that came in and make plays. Uh, Chris, any any feeling on on Jordan Riley? I mean, he is an enormous man. 6'5", 338, bounced around a few schools, started at North Carolina, then went to Nebraska, then junior college, and then finally ended up at Oregon. So he's not a pass rusher. You're not going to get any type of pass rush out of him. What you will get is you're going to get double teams. You're going to get him clogging up the middle in that, uh, you, you know, the, the one technique, which is over that center, and you're going to ha- you're going to let those linebackers run free, right? So if our middle, if the other linebacker op- opposite side or Karake isn't the greatest, you'll actually have him make some plays in the gap because this guy's going to take up 
going to take up two defenders. You know, who knows? He fits right in the rotation with Nacho, with uh, with um, Leo, Dex, and, and obviously Thanks, Robinson. So, you know, um, I don't know how many, you know, defensive linemen they're going to carry, but, you know, maybe he has a, a shot to, to make the team. He's a run stopper, and that's that's what this team needs. So, Alex, any thought that Kayvon said, hey, coach, you should really take a look at this guy or – Hey, you know what? I played with him. I, I really think he's got value. Any, you think any of that comes into play? I would imagine that he offered some sort of insight. You know, like if your coaches are are, are looking at somebody potentially, like I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're asking, like, what do you know about him? You know, like, I, what are you, what are your thoughts on him? And I don't know if he was the reason that he got drafted, but I think that he offered offered some insight. I, I saw that interview that you were talking about with Shane, and it just seemed like Shane. Like this seemed like somebody that he like was just the most excited about, almost where he's like he's just a big dude and like. He was just kind of like like beaming when he was talking about him, like like a yeah. proud father talking about his son. And like this guy, I think is a project guy. That they're gonna work through for the next couple of years. But like when you see like we we signed no, uh, Nuches Ro Roches, whatever his name is, Nacho, and mm -hmm. then we have Sean. But like those guys are like temporary fixes right now. This guy seems like somebody that maybe they're building towards like the future. They let him kind of get some reps, learn from the vets. But like all all we talked about last year is how many how many snaps that Dexter Lawrence was playing. And like, when you have a guy like Jordan Riley, hopefully he's one of those guys that can make Dexter Lawrence not have to play every freaking play on defense where he's just worn out by the end of a game. And then you can have him fresh when you, when you're trying to stop somebody in the fourth quarter. I do want to, I do want to defend myself here. I'm I, cold is killing me in the, in the, in the comments that I butchered a Sean Robinson's name. I did not butcher, butcher his name. I said a Sean Robinson, unless Unless there's some other pronunci pronunciation. A Sean. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. How else should I say it? Cold. Give me, cut me some slack. Hey, Sean Robinson. How did I butcher that one? I might have butchered Banks' first name. I might have, uh, I might have added a D in there instead of a T by accident. But hey, Sean Robinson, I got that. Come on, let's go. Um, What do you call it? Uh, anyway, so I'm, I'm done with you, Cold. I'm throwing you to the wind and all the rest of you nut jobs in here, which, by the way, Thanks for watching another episode of Giants Rush. We love the support you guys. I mean, I see there's like 40 of you guys coming in and out of the room, which is super cool. Um, I'll read. I love hey, Craig, can I jump in real quick? Mark yeah. made a comment that I never wear the glasses over the eyes. Not to get into this whole thing, but I picked up new contact lenses. It's called Monovision. Real quick. Excellent. It allows your dominant eye to be for distance and uses your weaker eye for reading. So I have these as a backup just in case, because I just got them and they actually work pretty well. Wait, so you're so wearing play. lenses and your glasses are on your head? Just in case, because sometimes it's a I just got them a couple days ago. So this is, this is my backup quarterback right here, Mark, in case things aren't working out right. I'm but sorry. monovision, I highly recommend it for anybody that wears contact it's lenses. It's really funny need. though, because like, like you can, look, so look, Right, I got glasses, right? Yep. But I have no reason to wear them here. <laughs> I have no reason. Look, if I had my contacts in, which I do, yeah, I would just do this. I would put them there, and if I needed them, I'd go, "Hey, oh yeah, that says a yeah. Sean Robinson." And hey, Mark, another five years with Craig, I'll be wearing them like this. Don't worry, like doing, you know, the back and forth with it on the nose. This is why. This is why you people. <laughs> watch this show every can't get day. anything by these guys oh my god i know exactly we're <laughs> old and broken all right um ripping on through um you know we talked owens we talked riley i mean that's overall you know your 2023 draft pick um how about this guys 
and, and, and this is not about being negative. I hate being negative. Just wanted to find out, uh, Alex, was there anything that you were disappointed in? And again, it's, it's okay to be disappointed. I mean, it's natural and I'm, and it's not a negative play. I'm just wondering, like, was there anything you were like, really? Or you know what? Maybe we could have doubled down here on something else. Is there anything that you think might still be like a hole? Um, I mean, obviously you could like nitpick at any of this stuff, I guess, but I, I guess like, like if you had to be nitpicky, I would have said like maybe we could have got some more offensive line depth or some, somebody else to maybe compete for, for one of those, those backup spots, maybe another spot starter spot. If, if, uh, there was anybody of value that way, but a uh, linebacker too would probably have been another one. I just that don't know if there was, was anybody ready to go. Was, then, you know, that was mine. And that was mine, Chris. I don't know if, if you have anything that was mine. I was a little like, Hey, look, I know McFadden's going to get a good opportunity to win that job. So thankful that Jalen Smith has moved on. I hope that he doesn't surprise us and somehow spring himself into camp somehow. Right, like, right. Yeah, like he does every year. I mean, Okereke is, is a beast. Um, and everyone, uh, I tweeted that out today, and everybody was like, oh, Beavers. I'm like, look, yes, an ACL can be 9 to 12 months, but everybody heals different. We have no idea how he's going to – It's uh, August will be a year, right? So – Mentally is one thing. Physically is another. We have no idea what what, Be- uh, what Beavers is going to be able to do. And he was like, like we're talking about with Owens, Hawkins, and Riley. You know, Beavers was a six round pick, maybe mm-hmm. a seventh round pick. Now that I say it, I can't six, remember right? if he was six he was or six, seven. Six, I think. Uh, yeah. So I, I was, and I know he was having a great camp, and I love Beavers. I hope he, he rocks it. The zero thing weirds me out, but um, you know, I I. I can't, I can't bank on him coming back, right, and being healthy and ready to go. So yeah. I'm real. The the you know you're in, and Davis isn't the guy. The guy's not a starter. He's a depth piece. He's not a starter. I thought to Alex's point is I thought maybe, you know, in that fourth round, you know maybe we go backer here and let somebody compete against um, McFadden. So then I started moving on, Chris, to like, you know what? Guys are going to get cut, and there's yep. going to be some UDFAs. Any thought here on what maybe – and it doesn't have to be linebacker. Anything that you were a little disappointed in? Or No, I agree with you. I thought they'd add a linebacker maybe at round seven. But then again, I mean, they added some, you know, guys in undrafted free agent. But like to your point, Craig, I mean, every team is going to have 90 players going into training camp. You're going to see 1,200, 1,300 guys on the street. Guys are going to get cut, salary cap. There are a few guys out there. So just like we saw last year, that roster constantly evolving and changing throughout training camp into the first week, guys are going to come and go. And I I think they're going to add a veteran, it would be my guess, at that linebacker spot at some point. I also really like Troy Brown, the Ole Miss UDFA that we brought okay. in. I think that like he, I think he's somebody that will fit well with with Wink Martindale's system. I I don't know why I feel like I bet on Ole Miss a lot this past year, so I feel like I watched a lot more Ole Miss games than <laughs> than usual. But I, I do like I feel like he was always like you always seeing him out there making plays. So like I, I don't know. He just he seemed like a ball hawk and like somebody that Wink's gonna gonna like. And I don't. I mean, I don't know if he makes the final roster or anything, but like he's somebody that kind of excites me and has some upside. Yeah, because you had skin in the game, and he, he might have won you a couple games with some tackles. Is that what you're saying? Just I remember him, yeah. Maybe I was mad at him, or maybe I was rooting for him, but I can't remember. I just, like yeah, I just remember with these cuts, there's 16 players on the practice squad, so there's enough room for a lot of these guys when mm-hmm. they clear waivers and get cut to be added. So, you know, I think that other linebacker spot is, is definitely going to be a – you know, 
they don't lose focus on it. I, I have confidence in Shane, Dable, Wink, that they're going to find somebody uh, opposite of Karake. All right, so I've got one more topic I'm going to get through. Um, but first, I want to remind everybody, Rush Hour, which is Nikki Six's show on, on Wednesday. We're going to move from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And the legend, uh, Danny B, is going to be her uh, producer. So you're going to see Danny every Wednesday um, with, with Nikki Six as we are on a, uh, a search for a co-host for that show. Um, it is dedicated to fantasy football. We have three leagues, people. Listen to me now so you get your spot. There will be three leagues, three rush leagues. One is the baller league. That's a paid league that you're going to be able to win some cash. Then there's going to be the rookie league, which is going to be the free free league for some of you folks that are maybe new to fantasy or maybe you're, you, know, you haven't played in a while. And then there's going to be the all-women league. We're going to have all the girls. I don't, and, and, and if the word girls or ladies offends you, I'm sorry. Like, this is what we do. So I don't do the he, she thing. So um, all the ladies are going to have their own fantasy league. So excited for that one. Um, so we'll have three leagues. And then, of course, on this coming Wednesday, just ready for this, Nikki and Danny are going to do draft grades for the NFC East. They're bringing in some Eagles people. They're bringing in some uh, Commanders people. And they're bringing in some Cowboys folks. So if you're really looking to mix it up, right, with the NFC East people, you want to do a little bit of this, tune in at 8 o'clock to Rush Hour on Rush Twitter and uh, Rush YouTube uh, channel. So you can watch us mix it up with the NFC East. And we all know that the, the Eagles had a great draft. It is what it is. But we're going to do uh, – Nikki and Danny are going to do draft grades. That should be a lot of fun. Um, all right, gentlemen, last topic of the night before we, bang, blow it out. Um, is the wide receiver room is really deep. Like, we went from having two receivers to having 22 what receivers. Um, I'm going to read a list. Alex, I'm going to write, you know what? Let me get a pen because I'm going to write down what you say, and then I'm going to hold it over your head when the season comes. It'll be fun. Um, right. Yes. But that's what we do here. This is like I said. Right, you're, right. You're, you're, this, this is this is like a test for you to become part of the Rush family, all right? Okay, all right. All right like I'm going to read off, uh, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I'm going to read off 12 names. You're going to tell me, you're going to say starter, practice squad, cut, um, or mm, should I go depth piece? Depth, I'll just, yeah. No, I'll just do. We'll just do R for roster. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So, I how many are allowed to make the roster? What's that? How many am I letting make the roster? Ah, right, just as many. That, that's just yeah, that's right? up to you. Okay. Okay. So I got S for starter, P S for practice squad, C for cut, and R for roster. Meaning they're they're on the roster because they're playing some special teams. Uh, how about a returner? I was gonna say, all right, special teamer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Special yeah, yeah. center plays. Yeah. All right, okay. and then Chris, and then Chris, I'm going to come right to you. All right, you get paid the big bucks with your four yeah. eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right. let's start off yeah. with Pat. Let's start off, uh, Alex Paris, free agency pickup. I feel like he will be like a slot receiver too. I would personally start him in the slot initially, but um, I'm going to say a slot receiver like two, like depth. He's depth. All right, I'm giving him an S for a start because he's going to be okay. he'll be one of the put it this way. You got four starters, five starting wide receivers on a team, right? Basically okay, so he'll be four then. Yeah. Okay. Shepard. 
I think he's wide receiver one, right? This is like, do you just run that back? Or is it, it's either him or Slayton. It's got to be, you'd think, right? So you're giving him an S. You got to tell me. I think, I, yeah, he's I'm wide receiver allowed. one. Wide receiver this, one. This is the part of the show where okay. I can't I, help you. Okay, wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this yes. is part of the show where like there's like you're out in the ocean and like Jaws <laughs> is kind of circling you and you're like you're like Craig and I'm like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, all right, Hodgins. This is a tough one because he's right on the edge. I feel like he gets he gets that that third slot. So let's throw him in an ass right now, at least to start the season. All right, uh, Smith came from the Jets. I feel like he's either depth or cut. Um, I'm leaning towards just just put him on like practice squad or roster roster spot roster spot. Okay, so that means he can, he makes the team playing some special makes the team. Yeah. All right, uh, Crowder. Um, he's either the last receiver to make the roster with Smith, or um, I don't know. I feel like he's gonna get cut. I feel like he's gonna get cut. I think there's too many guys, and he's too big a name. Okay. Wow. Cutting, cutting the Buffalo guy. I think Crowder's. I think Crowder's gonna maybe not make it. Okay. Uh, Sills. He's cut. Or we practice squad. To, yeah, we've been trying to cut that cat for like years. Wasn't he the guy that like Lane Kiffin gave a contract to or gave like a scholarship to when he was like 14? Yes. As a quarterback, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Slayton. I think he's wide receiver too. Starter. Okay. Going into the season, at least. It's his job to lose. All right. Uh, Wandell Robinson. Um, he's depth, but he could definitely earn his way into a starting role, I think. So you want to give him an S or you want to give him an R for roster? Roster to start the season. Because he's because he's hurt still, right? Makes sense. Coming off the injury, yeah. All right, this one's a wild card because this guy, and Chris loves this guy, um, he had the best camp last year, Colin Johnson. I just think there's too many more guys this year. I love Colin Johnson, but I think that's, that's such a big room of receivers. I think he's one of the odd, odd men out. So you're not even practice squad him? You're cutting him? Let's go. Oh, you could get practice squad. Okay. Practice squad works. He seems like a guy that would hang around on a practice squad. I don't think Crowder would hang around on a practice squad. Uh, no, someone would scoop him up. Right. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, that's brand new UDFA, right? Hot off the press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got like a lot of upside, I think, but I just don't, I don't see him making the roster. Practice squad at best for him. So you want to cut him or you want him on the practice squad? He's probably squad? cut. He's cut. He's cut. All right. Pimpleton. Practice squad. Poke. I don't even know anything about Poke. That was Chris's guy. Okay. And last but not least is our, is our new one. Of course is Jalen Hyatt. Um, He's depth to start the season. Um, Depending on how, how he develops. I think he's, he's going to be used for sure, but yeah, he's depth. So we'll give him an R for roster. Roster. Yeah. Roster spot. All right. So you have, like one, everybody two, on the team. Three, four. <laughs> one, two, three. You have four, 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 four. So you have four slash five starters. You cut one, two, three. You cut four guys, four cuts, starters. Practice squad, you only took two, two practice squad guys. At the, um, roster. And then roster guys, which are special teams and could be starters. You went one, two, three. 
So you got three roster guys. All right. Interesting. I'm holding this because we're going to look back at it. All right, Chris, you mm-hmm. are up in the driver's seat. Not okay. bad. Alex, he was pretty concise yeah. on his on his picks. All right, Chris, starting at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got for Paris? I think he starts. Okay, so you got him as a starter. What about Shepard? I think he's going to be uh, – well, he'll be on the pup list maybe in the beginning. So uh, I'll say roster. He, he's on the roster, but he's not starting. Hodgins. I think Hodgins starts the season off as a starter. He knows the system. Well. Yeah, and by the way, remember, he came in the season middle, you know, eight games in, seven games in, whatever. So this will, having a full year under his mm-hmm. belt, we can only expect more from him, right? Uh, uh, Smith uh, picked up from the Jets. I think Smith is either cut or he goes to practice squad. You got to choose one. Okay. But... I, I think he gets cut. All right, Sills. Cut. Crowder. I think act because Wandell and 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 Shepard may be on the mend. I, I think Crowder starts in the. Ooh. Okay, uh, Slayton. I think he's uh, on the roster. Oh, you're going wrong. You're you're thinking he's going to go from a starter to just a roster guy? Well, he he started as default because of all the injuries. I think Hodgins starts True. over him. I think you have Campbell, Crowder, Hodgins starting out. And you know, I hate to say starter because you know every couple plays these guys are rotating. You're going with four wide three, but yeah, he's on the roster. He's going to get his playing time. Wait, uh, listen, we we got to be entertaining, right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's on the roster. He's on the all roster. All right, Wondell Robinson starting out. He's yeah. going to be on the roster because he's coming off injury. Yep, that's exactly what Alex said. All right, Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson, I believe, is on the roster, but when you look at the list, I think he's endangered of being let go once Wandell and Shepard are ready. So I'll say roster in the beginning of the season. He's borderline. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton. Practice squad. Pimpleton. Cut. Poke. Cut. And Hyatt. Roster. Wow. So, so, all right. So you went with. And real quick, if Johnson's eligible for practice squad, I think he'll be put on practice squad at some point. If for Colin Johnson? Yeah. Once Shepard and Wandell come back, they may have to put him on practice squad. So you got one, two, three. You only have three starters for the record. Well, are we going with three receivers or four? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm primarily well, looking. They at- rotate, so you usually you're usually at four, sometimes five, right? Those guys that that are playing in those packages. Okay, okay. So you went with you went with three starters. You went. Well, I'm looking with- at two outside in a slot. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, I, well, yeah. In that theory, I'm looking at like okay. like it's usually five, right? Two, you know, because you got the the rotation at the X, the rotation at the Y, the rotation at the mm-hmm. Z. But so you go. So your biggest move was and Craig. I only went with that because when you look on the Giants depth chart, they listed as uh, usually the the two wide two wides and then the slot guy. I just doubled it for position. Okay, okay I got you. Okay, because you know, think think about it. We we've, we've got we do have a lot of slot guys. We yeah, have a lot of slot guys. <laughs> like right now, if everyone was healthy, right? If everyone was healthy, you know, I think Campbell could probably play inside and outside. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. but Shepard. You know, Smith, Crowder, Robinson, 
there's four or five slot guys on this team. Yeah, there are. But if you remember what Hodgins said on the interview, the what Dable and Kafka's office uh, uh, offense, they move guys around so much. Hodgins doesn't even didn't even really like to say you know specify slot outside because these guys are always they're always looking for mismatches and interchanging. So I know it looks like on paper we have a lot of slot, but I think when you see the season start, you're going to see guys moving around so much. You're probably going to be surprised we see some of our slot guys on the outside just because of the uh, the formation and what the play calls. My biggest surprise, and we'll wrap it up with this. My biggest surprise is uh is Crowder because he's a Buffalo guy and they know what he can do. You both uh uh, uh Alex Cutham and um you went the opposite route, Chris, and you actually think he's gonna start. Well we may be going without Wandale and Shep in the beginning of the season. So he's gonna be my my slot guy. Then that's you know who sees what you know what happens after that. But yeah only because of that those injuries. I love well I wrote it down. Okay. We will come we will come back and, and look at it. Um what do you call it? uh Paris has a ton of upside. Yeah, I Jay, he totally has a ton of upside. I think Paris is a guy that literally, you know, can play inside and outside. I think he can and Paris has got some pretty good speed, right? Um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. so to me, Paris is a guy that can take a take a slant to the house as much as he can, you know, burn a guy down the sideline, catch a deep route, or you know, catch a simple out on the sideline. I think Paris is actually gonna be yeah. almost like Dominic Hickson used to be. Let me let me pose a question to you guys and everybody in in the room. You know, Slayton didn't have a great training camp last year. He was borderline getting ready to be cut. They wanted to trade him. If he, with all these receivers, if he has a, a terrible training camp, do you think uh, he's in danger of being cut? I don't. They just resigned him, right? It was two years. Yeah. I think they're going to keep him for this year. They got the option to get out after this year, so I think like that was kind of the the fail safe they had. And it's like, I feel like they also were like, right, we owe you for last year. We would have had zero receivers for like three weeks right. of the season. And he knows the system. Right. And again, like, yeah, he does have that tendency to drop a little bit of down. Right. You know, but yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't see it. Like again, like I, I was letting you guys play along the guys to me, believe it or not, sadly, the one that sticks out for me is Shepard mm-hmm. because I just, I don't know. He's heard every year. It's a lot. You know, I know we restructured. I know we took a lower contract. I know he's he's Coach Shepard. You know, as you said, Chris, yeah. it's going to be tough to keep Shepard. You know what I mean? Like, like if I don't know, it's just tough. But I think I don't see a spot for Smith. I don't see a spot for Sills. Mm-hmm. I don't see a spot for 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 Pimpleton. I don't see a spot for Polk. Uh, I think this team is basically going to be um, Hyatt and Slayton. And uh, Crowder, Hodgins, Shepard, and Paris. That that's who I, I I go with. I think my biggest disappointment, and I know I take a lot of crap for this, but you know, I'm just not a I'm not a Wandell fan. Not not the not the person that the player. I mean, he was hurt in the beginning of the year, and he was, and he got hurt at the end of the year. I don't just don't know. He's a small cat, so even if he comes back, I think he's he becomes kind of a depth piece because. I think guys like uh, Shepard and Crowder um, can do the job. Yeah, yeah. You know, and think know about Crowder. I, Crowder can return punts, so that becomes real valuable on this team. We need a punt returner. Yeah, I was looking at somebody had a comment. Not here. a Dory. No, no, no. Not that's, a Dory. No, no, more. <laughs> no, no. All right, guys. Well, look, uh, that's all I got. Thanks for watching another episode of Giants Rush every Monday. Rush hour, eight o'clock, people. Eight o'clock, but. Do me a favor. You guys are always really good at supporting us and what we do here. 
tell your Eagles fan friends. Does that even make that's probably an oxymoron? You probably don't have any friends that are Eagles fans, but if you have any enemies or family members that you don't like that are Eagles fans, Dallas fans, or Commanders fans, just pass the word along. Just say, hey, dude, there's a really kick-ass show on Wednesday. They're going to do NFC East draft grades, and they're bringing people on. So, um, and of course, this show during the season, Rush Hour, which is uh, uh, our second show hosted by Nikki Six, it's all fantasy, and it's all sports gambling. So do yourself a favor, and if you're out there, all you guys live in different parts of the country. I got guys in here from Texas and Florida. I got Connecticut. I got I got the Caribbean. Mark, I got you guys are all over the place. Just you know, do uh, you know, do King Rush a favor and tell tell all your your peeps. You know, they're probably not your friends, like I said, but just let them know that Wednesdays Rush Hour um, is doing NFC East, and then each Wednesday they're going to do another division and do draft grades. So they're going to get into it, and they'll be probably mixing it up a little bit. Um, that's Alex. That's Chris. You know me. I'm Craig. And I uh, appreciate once again, guys, last week was awesome. Two straight days, Thursday, Friday, live 40, 45 guests over two days. Kicked ass. It's kind of fan appreciation night. It's not deep analysis, but it gives us a chance to hang out with you. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out.